The soul of summer in Columbus. The long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars. The just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers. Long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash liveforward. Every day the news gets stranger and the world gets uglier and I have to wonder what can we expect next. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We're still up here in Virginia. I have a lot to share, things that are going on in the background, and I could really appreciate some of your prayers right now. This world is a strange place. And every day I see headlines and news stories that if we could go back in time 30 years ago, and if we were looking at the same headlines on the news 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that we see on the news today, we would be highly alarmed. We would begin to wonder, can we survive? Do we even have a future? Can you imagine 40 years ago, All these companies pushing Pride Month. Um, Could you imagine our federal government at all of their embassies around the world draping these massive rainbow flags to promote homosexuality in like 98 different countries, many of which culturally have a disdain for same-sex relationships? But it's kind of in your face. Can you imagine, can you imagine 50 years ago, some of the discussions that we're having today, and we think nothing of it. It's part of our lexicon. It's part of what we are. And you look at how far we have declined over the past 50 years. I was replying to a a Facebook posting that somebody made. And uh, they were talking about maybe we should raise the the legal age to 25 because, you know, it seems that people that are 18 or even 21 are just not capable of dealing with life. They're not they're not fully functional or mentally ready for the world in which we live. And I'm thinking, how did that happen? You know, when I was 17, I graduated high school and I moved on my own from upstate New York about five hours away to northeastern Ohio where I went to school and I worked and I paid my own rent and I paid my own tuition. Learned how to cook. I already knew how to do that. So I wouldn't be dependent upon living off fast food and junk food. And remember, this is a time before the convenience of a microwave oven, which for many young people today is part of their issue. They're they're eating garbage food heated in a microwave or it comes in a paper bag from a fast food joint. And we wonder why we have obesity in young people and all the health issues that go along with it. We have moved away here in the United States, and I, I would assume the same is true in Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, pretty much the Western world. We've moved away from personal responsibility, and it's always somebody else's fault for why you can't function in life. 
I can remember, I'm going to just briefly mention this. I can remember about a year ago, over a year ago, back in the beginning, I think February of 2021, there is a guy by the name of David Hogg, and he became prominent after the school shooting in, in Florida near the Fort Lauderdale area in Broward County. Uh, he was not really there when it happened, but he, came, he became this great spokesperson that the media picked up on. And, and he really got into Democrat and extreme leftist politics at his young age. And now he's, you know, he was going to start a new pillow company to put the My Pillow guy out of business. He was going to show him how it's done. And it didn't take him but two months before he sold out his interest, realizing this is too hard. He's also complaining about recently starting an LLC and can't understand why why the government makes it so hard to have a startup corporation. Well, it's the people you support, David, that made it hard on you. And you haven't quite been able to put the two pieces together because somewhere along the way in the leftist school that you attended in Broward County, Florida, you never learned common sense. You never learned basic mathematics. You didn't learn what it takes to make a business run. You learned a lot of things that have no bearing on the real world. A lot of fluff and puff, but nothing, nothing real and tangible. And that's the world in which we live in today. Now, I saw a bunch of stories here. I want to share a bunch of news stories, and I'm going to give you some updates on what's happening in our lives that I need your prayers about, and some of the things that are crossing my mind. Now, real quick, Sweden was condemned early on in 2020 for the way they were handling the coronavirus, and it turns out that they were right and everybody else was wrong. There has been no learning loss in Sweden because of the pandemic, because they kept their schools open and their kids were not dropping dead and dying and their teachers weren't getting infected by little kids in schools and dying. I saw this news story that came out uh, a while back. Um, this goes back really about a year or so ago. How, and, there, and this is still true today. Teachers are so worried about returning to school. This is back in 2020 here in the United States. In July of 2020, teachers are so worried about returning to schools, they're preparing wills because they think they're just going to die if they get near a student in a classroom. And here we are, like, you know, in some states, what, two years later? And they're still worrying about face diapering and all the nonsense and, and kids have got to be vaccinated. There's still this false belief in this this vaccine that doesn't work. In other words, what are the two things that we factually know are true about the vaccine now? They neither stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. Now, I'm going to pause there for effect. <laughs> they, they don't stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. So why are we having these children participate in what I think is a dangerous experiment? I mentioned on yesterday's program, I know a lot of you don't hear the Monday through Thursday editions of the program, and some only hear Monday, uh, some don't hear the Wednesday edition. I know it, it varies from station to station and place to place each week. But there's a few things that are, that are worth noting when, when it comes to 
what is going on in the world of COVID-19. Young children under the age of five do not need this vaccine. So why is there this massive push to inject this stuff into the arms of six-month-old babies? We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be, but we are seeing something now that is something that has everybody baffled. I mean, in Australia, they're baffled all over the world. They have this new thing called sudden adult death syndrome, SADS. I mentioned this yesterday, where healthy people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe 50s are just dropping dead at an alarming rate. How did this happen? It's not the coronavirus. What, what is the common denominator that nobody wants to recognize? Because the places you're seeing this extreme uptick in sudden adult death syndrome are in areas where the highest vaccination rates were achieved. Did you catch that? It might have something to do with getting these experimental gene therapy concoctions into your body and then boosted and messing with your immune system we're seeing an alarming number of heart disease unheard of in young people i think it's a 1700 percent increase in heart issues among young athletes that happen to be vaccinated And yet you try to say this on Twitter, you try to say this on Facebook, you try to say this in in the world of YouTube and Google, they will shut you down. They don't want to hear about it. They want to call it misinformation, false fake news. Well, they're the providers of propaganda and fake news. They have been working hand in hand for ages with the government. Why? Just like many of the news agencies like CNN and MSNBC and, yes, even Fox News and Newsmax took the blood money of the government to promote these vaccines. I, I remember watching television. I'm trying to remember how many months ago it was. It was last year. And we had already begun to recognize these vaccines were not what they promised. Because I can remember last year, let's go back to 2021, you know, back in March and April of 2021, hey, get vaccinated and you won't get COVID. That's what we were told. Get vaccinated and you'll become bulletproof from COVID. You won't get it and you won't spread it. And we'll end this and we'll all do it together. And and all these stupid Facebook uh, frames like, I got vaccinated. You can too. We can do this together and we'll stop COVID. Countries where you have 90% plus vaccination rates, it ain't going well. They're still getting COVID. They're still having trouble. And it's really among the vaccinated that are having the problem. The unvaccinated seem to have reached a herd immunity in and of their own community. But we, we don't want to talk about that. See, that goes against the established narrative of COVID-19 and the vaccine. And they want everybody to be compliant. So we were told back in 2021, you get vaccinated, you become bulletproof. Then it became, hey, hurry today and get vaccinated. And after two weeks, you can take off your face mask and never have to wear it again because you won't be getting or spreading COVID. You will not need a face diaper. That was a lie. It didn't work. And many leftist 
literally evil governors, evil mayors all over the United States and in Canada and around the world kept pressuring you got to keep wearing the face diaper. And now there's over 150 different studies that have been collected on how effective the face covering was. CNN's not going to tout it because it goes against the narrative. They're finding out they're worthless. They didn't do anything. Lockdowns cause more troubles than they were worth. We've damaged the economy. We've damaged people's psychological ability to function and cope. Teachers still afraid to go back to the classroom because they look at those little children as as killers. They're going to get near me and kill me. They're going to breathe on me and I'm going to just keel over and be dead. Like like in China, we saw back in 2020, you know, some some innocent person walking down the street and clutching their throats and their mouth and caving into the concrete and being picked up by a hazmat team. People in the United States, even in some of the bluest states, are beginning to realize what a farce this has been. And they want their lives back. Yet they keep screaming it louder and louder. You must get vaccinated. I really believe that in my heart. We're going to see a lot of sudden adult death over the next couple of years all over the world. And it's going to take a long time before anybody at CNN or MSNBC or many of the news agencies ever put two and two together. And they ever come to conclude what is really happening. The the story broke, and I saw it yesterday and again today. It it was in the UK Daily Mail, which is not a right-wing organization at all. And, And... They're talking about all these perplexed doctors and health officials just not understanding what could possibly be causing this sudden death among adults. They're baffled. And yet anybody that shows the data and the relationship to the vaccine, oh, that's fake news. They must be silenced. They must be shut down. They must be deplatformed. They must have their lives made miserable. They must lose everything. They must lose their medical licenses to practice or whatever the case may be. All for telling the truth. We live in a very precarious time. And like I say, I just can't even begin to imagine the things that we are seeing going on in our world today. And it makes me wonder, what what are we kind of what are we going to face next? Too many Christians talking to those of you that are believers. Too many people that claim to be Christian. Well, in good conscience, back in 2020, when they we had the two weeks to flatten the curve, and and we didn't want gatherings. A lot of churches closed their doors. Some tried to go online, and. At the end of the day, you know, churches took a bigger hit than a lot of other places. The only other industry that got nailed worse was privately owned restaurants. They couldn't open. And many went bankrupt and out of business. I know even where we live in Florida, there were a couple of places. They were just little mom-pop places that my wife and I liked, and they're gone. They didn't survive the pandemic. They had been thriving for years before. 
But that pandemic, a whole year of people being afraid to go out, did them in. Places like Amazon and Walmart, they made out like bandits. A lot of small businesses, they suffered dearly and still have not fully recovered. I really believe, and I've said it before, evil always reveals their hand, and people don't quite understand that. In the case of the World Economic Forum, they look at the pandemic as a wonderful catalyst to bring in world change. Change everything. The Great Reset. The Great Financial Reset where you own nothing and you are happy. You know, even in Canada, I saw this story the other day that the right to private property is not an absolute right guaranteed in Canada anymore, according to the officials there. And the truth be known, it's not that in the United States anymore either. Because, see, if you have if you have a property tax, I mean, this is what's so sad. And I've seen this happen in, in a number of states like New York, California, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut. You know, these blue states run by, you know, the, the most leftist regimes out there that tax and spend because they believe they have the right to your money and your property. I see too many, and even in Florida in some places, you get a couple that has worked all their life, raised their family, paid their bills, never never were on welfare, never collected any government assistance, paid into the system all their lives, paid their taxes, and they, they come to that point of retiring. And now they're going to live on a fixed income. And that income is always destroyed by inflation. Even though you get some of these phony cost of living increases, they're nowhere near what the real cost of living increases have been. As the government continues to spend more money, the value of the money you have goes down. If you're on a fixed income, your ability to spend goes down, period. And, and sadly, I've seen many an older retired couple in their 70s or 80s having to sell their home even though they're in good health because they can no longer afford the taxes. They've gone too much. And they try to scale back. They have to give it up because inflation and, and just horrible government spending has done them in. It's, it's a world designed where you own nothing. You don't own your property. You know, you buy a house, you want, I, I know all over the, it varies from place to place. There's some things you want to do to your house. You got to get government permission to do all anything with your property. If you want to add something to it, you want to fix the roof, you got to pay a fee. Always got to buy a permit for your house. The government's got to give you permission on what you do with your property and your house. And then they tax you. They limit you in what you're allowed to do with your property. You don't own it. The government has control over it. You just are essentially leasing it for a lot of money. And it becomes an income source for government forever. And a lot of people just don't understand that. But that's the world in which we live. Now, I've got a bunch of news stories in front of me that I want to share. And I think 
it is important that we I go through a few of these. One of the greatest issues that I, I see today, and it, the propaganda that comes out of our government and our media, is never-ending. Who would have thought 50 years ago that men could get pregnant or women be, could become men? Let's be honest. Men are men and women are women, period. You can have a mental illness to think you're something that you're not, but you are. a man is not a woman and a woman is not a man. Simple genetics and DNA prove that. A man cannot change his DNA. A woman cannot change her DNA. A man cannot really become a woman except in his own mind and with surgeries that alter his appearance, he's still a man. Men can do certain things differently and better than women, and women the same way do certain things better than men. That's just the way God designed it. Children have been exploited and abused all over this world. I believe there's some evil people in Washington, D.C. that are still doing it. And, and we are divided now by, by government into, you know, our, by race, by, by background, by, you know, you're hateful, you're bigoted, you're this, you're that. And, and Satan is running amok in this world. Now, on yesterday's program, I, I came right out and said it. It is demonic. And I really believe that many of these people in government, without even recognizing what they're doing, they are worshiping and giving homage to demons and satanic influence. Well, what do you mean by that, Bob? Many of these politicians that push so hard for abortion and claim to be people of faith, no less, are making a mockery of the faith they claim to have. And I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. You know, I I am not a Roman Catholic. I, I know I have listeners that are. And I'm not here to debate theology. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to enter that. But I will say one thing. The Roman Catholic Church is 100% correct in their understanding that life begins at conception. The Bible is full of references to the life in the womb being being precious in the eyes of God. It is a human being. And these phony, fake Catholics that are running around there, you know, I see these people protesting. You know, I saw one sign one time that said, uh, you know, abortion is a Catholic virtue. And I'm going, what in the world are you thinking? And what I'm so disappointed about, what really, what is really frustrating for a church that claims to be so pro-life And there are some wonderful leaders in the Roman Catholic Church in the pro-life movement that I highly respect because what they're saying is correct. But it seems that when you get to the upper echelon, they get wishy-washy and very political. And they pander to the politicians and the politicians pander to the church. They've got a nice little cozy relationship going on. I will tell you that within the church group that I am in, if one of my clergy came out being pro-choice, they'd be 
they would be excommunicated out of the church unless they repent. That is not a value that the church body in which I am in will endorse. We are unashamedly pro-life, period. No discussion needed. The Bible has made it clear. You know, and, and the fact that these cardinals in some cases, archbishops and bishops, and even, even out, of the, out of the papacy in Rome, there is not enough firm action taken against these reprobate-minded politicians that claim that they can go take communion at a Catholic church and still be pro-choice. You know, I'm going to say this. I need to say it. A lot of my, a lot of my listeners from your faith background, you may look at the Lord's Supper or communion as as a symbol. I don't. And the more I read Scripture, the more I realize it is vastly more than a mere symbol. It is to be treated with absolute reverence and respect. And, and I'm, I'll talk about this some other day, but. Suffice it to say, suffice it to say, there's a lot to it. And St. Paul makes it clear, if you are not discerning what this is, you're taking these elements, the bread and the wine, to your own damnation. These people that are rejecting what the Bible says openly and, and defying what scripture says, demanding that we go into the woke agenda. There was this clown in Congress here in the United States. I'm trying to remember his name. Doesn't matter. He, he was trying to make a point, and it shows how miserably he doesn't understand scripture and any of it. I'm going to read to you the passages where Jesus talks about homosexuality. Then he pauses and has silence for 20 seconds. You're right. The Bible doesn't record any particular conversation that Jesus had regarding homosexuality, but there was a pretty clear understanding at the time and also amplified within the epistles that it is a sin and it is wrong. There was no particular need for that dialogue. And so this is just a typical take out of contents nonsense trying to make a case by a non-believer trying to think he knows more about Scripture than he does. He knows so little. Besides, let me, let me add something else. It wasn't long ago we remembered the day of Pentecost. You know, that day where the Holy Spirit was given to the church? The Holy Spirit is our guide and our teacher when it comes to things about the faith and Scripture. And somebody that does not have the gift of the Holy Spirit their eyes are going to be pretty well blinded to truth until their eyes are open in receiving Christ as their Savior. Now, when I get back, when I get back in just a minute, I want to finish this thought about where we are in our world today and how we have been psychologically well abused by our governments and and even our news media to believe lies over truth. And increasingly so, many people that claim to be followers of Christ are, are literally following 
you know, lies and deception. And they are not among the body of Christ. And I'll talk about that on the other side. Now, on a personal note, I've shared with you that my wife and I have felt very led to sell our home that we have in Georgia. And, and, and you have to understand, the little house in Georgia was a gift from God. And it was something we invested in, this small place, and we put a lot of labor and elbow grease and physical labor and contractors, and it took several years to get the place livable and and, and nice. And, and we've enjoyed it. It's been a sanctuary, especially during the time when COVID hit. We had it done pretty much in 2019. And toward the end of 2019, we really enjoyed our time there. And then 2020, and then into 2021, and even a little bit this year. It has been a wonderful sanctuary. But the Lord has just laid on our heart that at our age, and and the, the work that I need to be doing for the cause of Christ, that place, it's, it's a nice area, don't get me wrong. But I felt for several years it was just a closed door in terms of what I could do in ministry, just by the nature of the place. And we just feel very led to make a change, and and the daughter and her husband have made it very clear that, you know, as we get older, it's going to be nice to have some help if our Lord should tarry. I mean, I mean I'll be 68 this year. Um, I'm still in good health, and I'm still able to do a lot of things, and I hope that I have many more years if the Lord should tarry. But when we turn 77, 78, or 80, or 84, things could be different. And we're realizing that we need to start preparing people for the world, and it's a changing world. And the church dynamic that we knew is not going to be with us much longer. So there's a lot on my mind, and I'll talk about it on the other side of the break, some things that are going through my mind. But here's what I want you to pray about. We have an offer on the home in Georgia. Now, whether that offer will stand, whether it'll still be, uh, whether it's going to all come together, we'll know over the weekend. And so as you listen over this weekend, keep it as a matter of prayer. If, in fact, we are able to sell the place in Georgia, then we will be looking for a place in Virginia, in extreme southwest Virginia. Yeah, I know. I I live in Florida. I like the warm weather. I like wearing flip-flops and shorts and sneakers. And it means I'll be seeing winter again if we're spending a lot of time up here. But we just feel this is where God has called us. I have another clergy friend of mine, and we were talking not long ago, not knowing what's going on in each other's lives, and he has felt the same call to this same exact region where I'm being called. And so there must be something to it. I believe that there's going to be, well, I'll talk about it on the other side. It's it's exciting what I think is going on in the background. Keeping this program on the radio is not easy to do. It takes your help to do it to pay for the radio airtime. And if you can help us financially, would you consider a gift, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, 
number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The need for rest. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. And they've done medical studies on people who go without sleep. They keep people up for days and days and see what happens. Sleep deprivation. What You know what happens? They start malfunctioning. They start hallucinating. They start acting similar to those people who are crazy. Eventually, they can't go on. They get sick. They collapse. That's what happens in the physical realm. To function physically well, you need physical rest. And to function spiritually well, you need spiritual rest. If you don't rest in the Lord, if you don't take time to be refreshed and renewed in His presence, you're going to start becoming spiritually weary, spiritually run down, spiritually weak. You won't be able to go on. You won't feel like going on. You'll spiritually malfunction. You won't have any zeal for the Lord. You'll act spiritually unbalanced. You'll get spiritually sick. You'll eventually collapse in the Lord. Can you imagine going days and days without sleep? No. So why do you think you can go days and days without spiritual rest? Just as your body needs physical rest in order to be renewed, so your spirit needs spiritual rest in order to be renewed. How do you get spiritual rest? You stop doing what you're doing. You stop what you're doing and you lay your burdens down. You cast your cares upon him. You spend time with the Lord in his presence, in his word, and in his love, and in his truth. You receive by faith renewing and refreshing the blessings of heaven. See, one of the most important commands in the Bible comes from Psalm 37, which says, rest in the Lord. That's command. Rest, rest. And you need to heed it this week. It's as simply as this. Just rest in the Lord and you'll be renewed. Want more? Ask for rest in the Lord. Now, how'd you like to receive special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel, prophecy, world events, a free subscription of Sapphires, the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all these things free. How do you get them? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. You will be blessed. Imagine you could touch the world, the whole world. Well, through shortwave radio, it's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy at box 1111 Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, take a rest, my friend. Shalom Adachem. Peace be to you in Messiah. Adon HaShabbat, the Lord of the Sabbath. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I was sharing before the break, we have an offer now. We pray that it'll all come together. We'll know over the weekend. So 
please keep it in prayer. We have an offer on our home that I believe is is more than a fair offer. And if it all transpires over the next uh, month, we will be no longer having a residence in Georgia and we'll be looking to to establish a place here in uh, where we're broadcasting from right now. We're staying with family at the moment in Virginia. And and I just feel there's a ministry opportunity here. I just can't put my finger on it, but I just feel we're being led to spend a significant amount of time here. I noticed something not far from where we live. There are a few little radio stations that are Christian stations that I can tell with the engineering shortage that now is a fact of life in radio today, they could use some help. And, and maybe in helping them and, and also expanding this radio program, I believe that this and some other, I really believe a platform needs to be developed. Too many ministries are depending upon platforms that are run by Google, Amazon, um, for, their, for their outreach, YouTube and what have you. And you don't know when the plug's going to get pulled. You know, you, you may build up like many a church or Christian uh, programmer has. You build up this huge base and all of a sudden you're disconnected from them because they decided they don't like what you have to say. And so part of my, techno, my technical background is to work with others and help others in developing strategies to keep connected. That's one reason I use shortwave radio, because it's one thing that'll be around for a while that is not as you know, subject to having all this, um, shall we say, censorship. And so that's why we keep it. Now, I want to just run through a number of quick headlines here that I'm going to get into what we need to do in terms of what is called spiritual warfare. It's time that we recognize what the Bible says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And when we try to fight these principalities and powers in the, shall we say, human realm and not the spiritual realm, you know, we're not going to win. This is their territory. And we need to understand the, the rules of engagement. Now, Real quick, we, we shared some stories a while back and mentioned it. And, of course, a while back there was talk about, gee, there were some bio labs in Ukraine. And for the longest time, the United States government denied that there were any bio lab or weapons labs or any of that stuff in Ukraine. And now the United States has begrudgingly admitted that there are 46 such facilities in Ukraine over the past 20 years. Of course, it's all for peaceful purposes, you understand. Well, remember, first they denied they even existed. Now they're saying, well, yeah, there were 46 of them, but they were for you know peaceful purposes. We learned that yesterday. Now, you're also, once again, and, and this is, I'm not trying, believe me, I'm just trying to get to the truth. I'm trying to get to the truth. You know, I, I don't trust what the media has to say about Russia and Ukraine. Remember, it is the same American media and Democrat Party that kept belittling Russia with, with the Russia collusion delusion 
that somehow, you know, President Trump had an, you know, a connection to a, a bank in Russia and and they were working hand in hand with Russia to steal the election in 2016. And we, we put up for what, three, two, three years of the Mueller, you know, witch hunt that went nowhere. And a phony impeachment based on all of that stuff that went nowhere and died on the vine. And so if you're Vladimir Putin, wouldn't you be a little bit, you know, ticked off that they keep blaming you for all their problems and you really didn't do anything? It turns out, yeah, was there any attempted influencing by Russia on the election? It came out eventually that Russia spent about $100,000 on Facebook advertising. Now, to put that in perspective, $100,000 won't even buy you one TV commercial on a on a big football game on a Sunday afternoon. One. So the influence would be minimal at best, if any. Facebook advertising uh, turns out in most cases to be a big waste of money. To be quite honest, I've talked to people that have done it and they say, you know, they don't get a whole lot of bang for their bucks. So a hundred grand spread over a year and a half doesn't go very far on Facebook. So when I look at this whole situation in Ukraine, who do you believe? Who do you believe? There was a British mercenary that decided that he uh, he realized that he's been duped by the Western media on what's going on in Ukraine. He went there to fight and he realized this is not what they're saying. There's another story that comes out of Ukraine. Actually, it comes out of Switzerland. If Ukraine is winning, as we're being told, and the Russians are being you know, kicked out of Ukraine, then why are people in President Zelensky's inner circle buying houses in Switzerland? And how are they affording like $9 million for these houses? Could it be U.S. foreign aid? Probably. You, you can go to the registry of records in Switzerland and find out who's buying them. There is a lot going on in that conflict that we are not being told the truth about. And I, I can't, I'm trying to get to the truth, but I know that the established, you know, people are just zealots now, like, you know, yes, Zelensky's just a wonderful person and he's just a leader of his people. And you ask them, well, what happened in 2014? I don't know. Where do you find Ukraine on the map? I don't know. What do the people in the eastern part of the country speak as a language? I don't know. They speak Russian, not Ukraine, not Ukrainian. So, you know, there's a lot people don't know. They're just duped by the media to believe that it's all a righteous cause, not realizing that it wasn't that many years ago that Vladimir Zelensky was a comedian who did a lot of R-rated and X-rated comedy. And then he starred in this movie that was produced by a wealthy oligarch in Ukraine, where he played the president of Ukraine and represented a party called the People's Party. That was a movie. It was a comedy. That same oligarch then registered a party called the People's Party and ran him for president, and he won. Not that many years ago. He is a made-up figure that is run by multi-billionaire oligarchs. Ukraine has had a really difficult time. It's been a very corrupt nation for a long, long time. It is where a lot of international money laundering has taken place over the years. 
I mean, the Hunter Biden laptop ought to be revealing enough. How does somebody get 40 some odd thousand dollars a month income to be on a board for a gas company knowing nothing about the industry and never going to a meeting? Of course, that happened when his dad just happened to be the vice president of the United States. Yeah, they were buying influence. Sway business has been done there for years. There's a lot more to the story than meets the eye. And trying to dig down, it's not easy. Enough of that. I don't want to keep getting into this. New Zealand doctors are demanding police investigate a lot of these deaths following COVID vaccinations. But the police are afraid to do it. Because, you know, the government says, you know, it could hurt them financially. So, you know, once again, money talks. And then we got monkeypox still in the news, and they're trying to make that a big new fearful thing. And uh, we heard we, we heard all this silliness about maybe we need to wear, you know, face coverings for monkeypox now. And as we discussed a few days ago, about last week, I believe, that the only people at risk happen to have been at a, shall we say, a homosexual orgy are the only ones that seem to be suffering from this and spreading it. So I I don't think it's something that you and I, for the most part, have to worry about. And it goes on and on and on. Those in power that have sold their souls to Satan are looking for that one world government the Bible predicts. And they want this to come as quick as possible. And they're going to, they need to reduce the population of the world. I mean, it just goes on and on. Things we never thought we'd be discussing, we are now discussing today. 50 years ago, 50 years ago, about this time of the year, I was graduating high school. Hard to believe that 50 years have come and gone. And, and I remember it so clearly. I was already working. I had a job. I had, I've been very blessed to have gotten a job at a local radio station in the community in which we lived. We lived in a small town in upstate New York, about 30 miles east of Rochester, just south of Lake Ontario, in a little county called Wayne County, a farming county. And it was the village of Newark, New York, not to be confused with Newark, New Jersey. This is a small town of about 8,000 people. And there was a radio station there, W-A-C-K. And I'd wanted to get into radio, and, and I was very blessed that shortly after the first of the year in 1972, a part-time position came open, and I was already known by the program director that I could probably pull this off, and I, I started my, my part-time job that became very quickly a full-time job And by this time, 50 years ago, I was working six and seven days a week for the entire summer of 1972, getting ready to go to school in Ohio in the fall. And and I think of the world of 1972. The draft was no longer a big concern for anybody because nobody was really being drafted, though they were still pulling numbers. I had decided to study electronics. I didn't know if I wanted to stay in radio as an announcer. I didn't know if I wanted to be an engineer. Didn't know if I wanted to, you know, be involved in some other aspect of the electronics industry. 
And so I went to a school that gave you a nice trade education in electronics. And back then, the world seemed like a wonderful place and there was just great opportunity ahead. I had charted a couple of potential pathways in life that I was working toward. Little did I know that God has a tendency to change those plans along the way. In terms of being on the radio, I thought that I would go from that small station in upstate New York to a medium-sized station in like Cleveland, Ohio, or Akron, or Canton. Maybe from there I could get to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then maybe Chicago. You know, that was my, that was my game plan. And there was nothing to really stop me from doing that if I put my effort toward that. Now, God intervened and, and kind of re-guided my footsteps that by several years later, I'm married and I'm working in, in the South instead of in a big radio station. And so my life was, was changed. And everything that I've done in life, as I look back now, God has had his hand in it. He has guided my footsteps. Now, have I always been obedient to what he wanted me to do? Of course not. We can be rebellious. I know that I was for a period of time. But see, back then, we didn't have some of the nonsense going on that we have today. I mean, look at what, what's happened in the last couple of years with, with the uh, COVID-19 situation. Church is locked down. You never questioned it. Wear a mask. You never, you're not allowed to question it no matter what the results say, except the election results, despite all the rampant irregularities, you don't question it. If you do, you're just one of those, you know, weirdos. Support Congress or the Biden administration sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, you never question it. You shouldn't have guns. We need to limit that. You don't question it. And, and any, anybody that goes against what the Biden administration and the progressive Democrats say They need to be attacked, demonized, and destroyed. Their reputations, their jobs, whatever it takes. That's the world in which we live today. Now, one of the problems is many Christians have walked away from the truth of God's word. And and those that are believers, we become frustrated with those that claim to be followers of Christ that are doing the work of the enemy. This is spiritual warfare, friends. This is a war against principalities and powers. The Bible has made it clear. And there are those that are, that are looking, looking to government to be their savior. And, and I keep hearing, you know, the great, here in the United States, you know, it's coming anytime now. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have the big red you know, tsunami and we're going to take control of the House and the Senate, but we're still going to have a, a mentally deficient president controlled by a group of very evil and very satanic people. That's the truth. And everybody believes like they believed in 2020. We're going to fix it at the election. We can always fix it at the election. I've been, I've been voting. This November will be my 50th year of voting in an election. Has it been fixed? No, it's gotten worse. So if you're looking to resolve all the United States issues in November of 2022 and and 2024, you're betting on the wrong thing. 
we might get a little respite. We might slow down the ultimate end and decline of this nation. It may slow down, but it's still going down. And the sooner we recognize that fact, the better off we're going to be. Truth is now despised. Honesty and integrity is something that is meaningless in in the world today. The world wants people to follow blindly. And they want you to challenge your own faith. They want you to adapt your own faith to what the world wants. Too many churches have tried to capitulate to the world. They have become worldly in everything that they do. It used to be that we went to church to give worship to God. It wasn't about our little feelings. Church is not about us. It's about him. We've got it backwards. I'm so sick of people that make comments like, well, I went to church today. The music was fine, but I just didn't feel good. It didn't make me feel wonderful and and happy in everything when I went there. It shouldn't. It's not the purpose of going to church to make you feel better. We live in a very difficult time. You know, Jesus didn't go to the cross and suffer and die to make you feel good, make you happy, and give you happy dances and happy songs. He died to pay the price of your sin and my sin. And all those who will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I need to pause right there. I want to share something. I want to make this really clear to you. Maybe this is going to help somebody today. I didn't think about this until now. The Bible uses the term, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe on. And a lot of people will say, well, I believe in, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. And, and I hope if I live a good life that I'm going to go to his heaven. You know, we, I hear that so many times. If I just live a good life, if I'm just a good and, and nice person, I too can go to heaven. That's the kind of nonsense I would expect to hear out of the reprobate mouth of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, who are the pro-abortion Catholics. If I just live a good life, if I'm just a nice person, none of that cuts it. None of it cuts it at all. What is the difference between believing in something and believing on something? Let me give you an example that someone shared with me like 50 years ago. And I remember hearing this in a sermon one time, and it stuck with me all these years later. If you lived like in the Midwest, or if you lived in a rural area back in the 1960s, and you had never been to an airport, you may have never seen an airplane or a jet airliner up close. You may have never even seen one flying in the sky. But you saw commercials for Eastern Airlines or whatever, or Pan Am, two airlines that are gone now. But back in the day, they were a big deal. And you can believe in the idea that airplanes are flying over your house out there in the Midwest, but you can't see them. So you can believe in Eastern Airlines. You can believe in American Airlines or any other airline of its era. Mohawk Airlines. But see, when you finally go to the airport and you buy yourself a ticket, 
and you get on that airliner and you put on the seatbelt and you listen to that spiel about the safety as it gets ready to barrel down a runway and take off to be 36,000 feet into the sky, then you're believing on the airliner. Because see, believing in, you have no skin invested. When you believe on something, you've put everything onto it. You've got skin in the game, 100%. When you believe on Eastern Airlines to get you from you know, LaGuardia Airport in New York to Greenville, South Carolina, you are believing on that airline at that point. To sit on the ground and think of them flying in the sky, it's, it, it's in other words, you have nothing in it. You haven't done anything with it. And that's the problem with too many people's faith today. They believe objectively in something. Maybe it's there, and if I live a good life and I do this and what have you, maybe go to church twice a year, maybe get married in a church. None of it means anything until you you put your life on it. And that's the problem with Christianity today. No one wants to no one wants to do the hard work anymore. This world is not getting any better. The church, it's not a building. The church, it's not a club. The church, it's not a denomination. The church is the ecclesia, the called out, the living body of Jesus Christ on this earth. And that church's cornerstone is Jesus Christ, the stone that the builders rejected. I hope you've heard that somewhere along the way and you're beginning to understand it. The church is not a building with stained glass windows or a praise band. That's just a place. The church is the body of Christ. It is a living entity. And the church is built on the rock of Jesus Christ. Built, this hymn you're hearing in the background, built on the rock the church must stand even when steeples are falling. Crumbled have spires in every land. You know, Bible is calling young and old to rest in Jesus Christ, to put their faith on him, to believe on him, not just in him, on him, to be the living body that we can be empowered for the spiritual warfare that is coming to us sooner than later. It is here now. Are you ready? If you believe in our ministry, would you consider giving us your financial support? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail that to 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number number 3248. That's number 3248. And the city is Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. One word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 32536. Visit our website. You can find out ways to support us there. Let me know how you listen. Do you listen as a podcast? Do you listen on radio? If so, what time and what station? We want to be here for you. Your suggestions of what topics we can cover would be most appreciated. And you can always contact me directly by email, bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. And until next week at the same time, 
May God richly bless you is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.